JT Smith of the Front Office News with the 25th podcast. This one's a special podcast. We got a special guest. We had to do an emergency podcast um, because of what happened this week. I have Aaron Smith, my brother from another mother, (laughs) 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 from Pardon the Punctuation podcast and Bearcat Journal. Um, Aaron, how are you doing today? Doing well, man. And uh, it's a it's a rainy day, but it's a it's a, a good day. Some silver linings. True, true, man. So we're gonna get right into it, man. We were in, we were, you know, when the portal opened up, you know, like like the abyss and the Red Sea. Um, then we talked a couple times, right? We were on a couple pods. I think might have been on yours and um Cam. Yeah, on Cam yeah, so too. We, yeah. yeah, we kind of hopped around. So we've been been real familiar with each other lately. <laughs> <laughs> But, it's that family um, time, man. I know it, it is. It is, <laughs> man. It is. So <laughs> let's get into it, man. Friday, the bombshell finally exploded, right? Now that John Brandon has been relieved of his duties, was fired. You know, he was on administrative leave. Was it a week? Week or so, right? Entirely too long. Entirely <laughs> too long. So your thoughts, man, that now the Bearcats don't have a, a head basketball coach, but how are you feeling right now? About damn time. <laughs> I mean, it just feels like the whole thing was mishandled from the beginning, to be completely honest with you. Mm. And of course, that's without knowing the peek behind the curtains to what Cunningham had going on. Um, but just from an outsider looking in, it just feels like, you know, there's already people being signed. You got the top transfer going to Memphis already uh, yeah. in, the, in the transfer portal. So it's like, we've all been waiting. We all knew this was coming. And unfortunately, just with due diligence that you have to go through and what have you, we don't know when exactly the investigations, internal or external, were actually launched. Uh, we only know the facts as they've been given. And as of right now, you know, like I said, just it feels like it took too long as a as a fan and as somebody who's on the beat, you know, kind of looking in. Um, just, I'm I'm glad it's finally here. We're yeah. finally moving forward, but just a lot of uh, feet dragging and hurry up and wait. Yeah, for sure. Especially when the, you know, when the big dogs, the AK, the lawyers get involved, you don't know how long it's going to take. So um, I'm happy they're here because at the end of the day, no matter how you felt about Brandon, if you were pro Brandon against Brandon, after they released the statement and with all those young men, with everybody knowing what's going on after the, the articles came out, you kind of knew like it's going to be super tough for him to get quality talent here. You know, you lose a guy, Mikey Saunders, who's, he's known since seventh grade. And if he knows, if he's the one going to leave, like, you know, it, it raises a lot of eyebrows for sure. And it's then bad, bad look. It's a bad look. I mean, if I know somebody since seventh grade and I'm a top tier coach, I should be able to get them. Let's, let's just like Duke, um, Kentucky, you know. And in all fairness, he did get him. Exactly. And then he, him. And, yeah, and that, then he lost. Be, yeah. <laughs> should be able to keep him. So then like my thing is like I went on a big rant. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I went on a big rant. I went on. I was off the ledge. I came back to the ledge. But I was, when I was off the ledge, it was, you know, from information that I knew. But just in general, you know, when he lost Zach Harvey. OK, he was his highest recruit. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was in a portal. But then I was like, man, he can't lose Tari Eason. With, right on top of losing Harvey, you know, because Tari, you just everybody knows this. You know, I mean, the guy a is it's a baller. I mean, you don't need you know metrics and all that stuff to know that a kid can play. Passes all the eye tests. Yeah, exactly. So when he went to the portal, but Mikey was the bomb because nobody thought Mikey would be the one 
to do it until like after the fact per se. I don't even know that Mikey was the bomb for me. Mason was the bomb. Mm. And I only say that because if you go back and you watch the games and you see how Mason was playing, I mean, Mason, Mason was, was kind of the guy that nobody expected to take off the way he did. Yeah. Uh, You kind of saw some tea leaves with, with Mikey's parents towards the end of the season on, on the Twitter sphere. Yeah. And so when Mason entered the portal, that to me was was the biggest bomb yeah i could say that i but i did i i had a source that said told me something earlier but i didn't know if the source was telling it was just blowing smoke up my backside especially after you know the aac tournament right where he makes you know he scores the most points off the bench and he's like man i'm just in a good place and stuff like that so you don't know but um so i was like when i heard that i'm like oh man so i kind of knew but i'm like do I really know? You know well, what I'm saying, right? I mean, I think <laughs> I think we all got our sources where we're getting some information before it's actually dropped. Yeah. I mean, same thing. I knew like the day before Mikey and Tari were releasing that they were leaving. I had found out that they were leaving. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no. And I'm not going to believe it until it actually happens. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. anytime you're finding out your information, that's not good news. Yeah. I'm sure you're feeling the same way. Taking too. A, like taking a step back. You know right. What I'm like, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm not buying this until it's actually exactly. out there. Exactly. It's like, I'm not going to even drop this. I'm not going to, I'm not, you know, I just want to know, like, it's cool to know. Like I, I like knowing that's good yep. to me, but um, and, uh, yeah, man. Cause it, it's crazy. Like with the Mikey, I thought that was the big shoe, but like you said, Mason, I can't argue that because all, I mean, you know, we on the beat, we see a lot of stuff, but this year is different because we're not, you know, there's hands on right. as much, you right. know, everything zoom. You're not, you can't go to a practice. You can't, you know, even a scrimmage or anything, you can't get there. You know what I mean? So well, and flip the script for a minute. You know, the kids, as they're playing in these games, they don't have the people there. They're not feeling that energy. Yeah. And as we've all heard the the OGs talking about, yeah, is they're not that's that's part of the reason they're even in the transfer portal to begin with. Yeah, because they didn't get to feel that energy. They didn't get to vibe with the OGs at practice and yeah, you know bump elbows with your Corey Blunts, your Steve Logans, your, yeah. you know, whoever else is there visiting the program at the time. Exactly, man. That's huge, man. Um, yeah, that, that, that was something I really didn't think about like during the process, you know, right. like just being like fan slash person that covers the team. You like, you go, you have a fan every time. Everybody has a fan mode. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Cause you're doing this. If you're covering UC, you're probably some part of fan, unless you're, you know, a reporter for, from another city you know saying something like that that's your hire for that you know maybe the atlantic i mean you know stuff like that i mean not atlantic but um yeah the atlantic no the athletic my bad um shout out to justin williams and uh keith keith jenkins but just in general you know you know those type of publications it could be like you maybe not be a fan possibly because it's just how it is but if you're starting your own thing and doing your own stuff nine times out of ten you're probably a fan of the team because that's why you want to keep up with them so you put your fan hat on that's the boat both of us fall into. Exactly. Like so at the part you like you have to take a step back because then you can be like you can't be the fanatic part of yourself, like where it's just like too crazy. You're just like hothead, don't look at the whole situation, blah, blah, blah. But then you have to think of the your media side, like, okay, does this make sense? XYZ, you know, make ABC, you know. So um, so like in general, with Brandon being gone, um, we just gotta be honest. It was they, they missed, right? So like after after Cronin left, they missed, right? I mean, even though he he won the AC last year's three way tie this year, especially with all the reports, 
And, you know, I don't know if you've heard of a lot of stuff. Um, I know we haven't really reported it, like, you know, how Justin has done a heck of a job. I gave him his props for, you know, getting through all that, you know, a yep. gray area and, you know, protecting the people that he got the information from, too. I mean, that's that, that counts. Um, yep. but, but with all these guys in the portal, I mean, two people have committed now. Do you see the Bearcats having a shot now that it's kind of clear, but no coach has been picked yet that, you know, Atari Eason, Mikey Saunders, maybe a Mason, you know, Mason Madison comes back? Well, I know we both have talked about already in this podcast and the brief moments we've already been together that we both have sources. Uh, I haven't heard a single peep about anybody going anywhere 100% yet. Yeah. That said, um, what I have heard people talking publicly about is that we still have a shot at these guys. Yeah. So until we hire a coach, I don't think you can rule anything out unless they commit somewhere else. So I'm not ruling anything out, but unfortunately there's no, there's nothing to no lines to read between no tea leaves to try and put together outside of whatever they're giving us on social media, which is yeah. kind of crickets right yeah, now. So for sure. People are kind of isolated right now, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, you have to feel hopeful, honestly, just outside looking in um, just because now that the Bearcats have closure, that's the biggest thing. Cause as long as Brandon was on board, no matter what, after how everything ended at the end of the season, uh, the mass exodus, he wasn't going to be able to recruit at a high level anymore. No. So, like it was the, I mean, the portal was shut down for, for the Bearcats. You I mean, you saw kids that had them in the top seven, top Isaiah two. Moore? Yeah. And didn't he just like re- blow it up and just open his stuff back all the way up? Or did, sure did. Yeah. And it was like, he had, you see at top two, but yeah, you know, so it was like everything splattered, everything splattered. So you think about it, like, just think of that. And other kids, I mean, just like, um, what's the kid that played at ECU? I can't remember his name. Off Gardner? Time. Yes. Gardner, okay. So, like, when like when he, if, I feel like in a perfect world, if UC was on the up and up at the time, I feel like UC would have had a chance at a kid like Gardner. I don't know if we get him because, like, I think higher, higher, um, you know, conferences. He could at least be in the mix. Yeah, I think, it, I think he would have been in the mix. So like, I see somebody like him, I'm like, I think he could come to UC, but – with the cloud that was over the Bearcats program at the time, I thought it was no chance. I mean, we, everybody knows no chance, of course, but you're like, man, in the perfect world, if everything was normal per se, you, you would have a chance at a guy like him and then he would be a guy that can come in and, you know, help a lot. Um, but in general, I think, all right, my, my, where I'm going with this is now that it's over, do you feel like with so many people in the portal, do you think, if they can get those young couple of those young guys to stay, you know, we, we're, we're talking this figuratively because we don't have a coach right now or the Bearcats right. don't have a coach right now. But if they get a coach, say, within the next week or so, they hire somebody and then, boom, they get those few people to stay. And then the portal isn't all the way shut down yet. Do so, you think the Bearcats can get into that portal and make some, some major plays that can help them next year? Obviously, it's going to depend on who the coach ends up being. That's going to have a very big effect on where the program goes going forward. That said, there's still plenty of minutes to go around. Someone is going to come here. Let's not kid ourselves. People still want to wear that Cincinnati on their chest. At the end of the day, it is a very storied program. A coach is going to come in here wanting to make some noise, and he's going to be able to offer an awful lot of minutes to an awful lot of guys. That all said, one thing that no one's talking about that I think needs to be thought about is the fact that after this first initial wave of guys going from one school to another, you're going to have a second wave in the Ah, portal. mm, And that mm. said, 
there's there's guys right now in programs where somebody comes in and they're looking from the floor up yeah. in a Joe Burrow, Justin yeah. Fields type way yeah, where yeah. they're like, I'm not fighting for this. I'm going to go somewhere else because he just took my minutes. Yeah, I ain't think of that. You're right. So, so you're going to have these guys that hit the second wave that maybe Cincinnati can capitalize on mm. and get a guy who is a, you know, maybe second option on some of these Big Ten schools, these SEC schools, these ACC schools, and maybe be able to say, hey, we got about 20 minutes a game we can offer you at a five spot, at a two spot, and maybe go about it that way. And that's regardless of if these players that are currently in the portal, Atari, a Mikey, a Mason, if they come back or not, we're still going to have those minutes to offer to these second wave guys. So let's not count ourselves out quite just yet yeah you're right man i didn't even think of that that's gonna that's open up another conversation because um that's where you'll right. see the that's where you see the portal go from roughly about 1500 to 1800 maybe even pushing that 2000 mark okay you make that makes sense because it'll pretty much deplete itself it almost deplete itself like it'll go down and it'll push itself back up because like you said people right. will be like hey i know this kid is gonna take my minutes or my opening isn't as big I'm a junior. I want to play. Correct. I might have a chance. If I come in here and do what I need to do, don't do any boneheaded stuff, I can come here and play 20 minutes freely. Like I said, no one's talking about that. Everyone's sky is falling. But if you're yeah. looking further down the road yeah. instead of what's happening right now, it's not quite so bleak as people are painting yeah. the picture out to be. For sure. That's why I, th- I, I was thinking. I wasn't thinking that way. I just think if they keep – I know it's a – I mean, not even really a bad thing, but – I mean, we're here now. So, like, Brandon's gone. It's If they can keep Tari and Mikey and Mason, Tari and Mikey, honestly. Tari and Mikey, I would love to keep Mason if they can, but they can keep Tari and Mikey somehow and then add a couple of pieces. I mean, they needed rim protection anyways. Nobody, right. Everybody knew that. Yep. Um, I mean, that, I mean, a blind man knew that if they watched them play last year. So yep. they get somebody that's like a rim runner, and then they can just let Tari go down to the floor if he comes back. Or even if it's a rim runner with, um, you know, JD. I mean, there's a couple people that's really on, you know, legit on the squad right now. Um, but it's a lot of people, you know, declaring or, you know, not declaring, but putting themselves in the portal. So yep. it just depends on they got to make the right hire and it got to be the right culture, man. Because like I said, sky is not falling yet because, again, there will be a second wave. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's where we can take advantage especially once you start to have pieces falling into place. Say we get even one of those three guys come back. Yeah. Now you've got your core five, and you can say, these dudes get it. They're committed to this school yeah. right now. I mean, clearly, they were not committed to that coach. They are committed to this school, to this yeah, yeah. program. And I have their word, and here's what we're going to do moving forward after having the conversation with these guys. Yeah. And you just use your core to help you recruit. Yeah, for and I sure. think that's going to be – key and paramount to whoever comes in here yeah and okay so going back to everybody being in the portal the the bad part is everybody was in the portal but that's what got everybody here honestly that's what got us here so it might as a kind of a blessing in disguise per se especially with all the stuff that came out honestly just let's just be frank if yep. i mean those reports were i know people will say like kids are soft whatever this that and the third but this is a new day it's a new day kids have options right Yep. And if you're running kids to where the medical staff is got to get involved. It's, it's a different day. It's, it's 2021. It's not 
2010. No. It's not, it's not 2000. No. It's certainly not 1990, 1980, no. 1970. Nope. So let's move forward. Yep. And in my eyes, I think you have to bring in a player's coach. Have to. You know, it's, 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 it's have to. Whatever coach they end up bringing in, whatever name it is, they're going to, from the jump, have to be a guy who is very communicative and in tune with his players. Yeah. And it's something that Cincinnati has not had. I mean, you could say Mick Cronin-ish, but Mick Cronin had also established his own culture, and he had guys who were here learning from the people who had learned from that culture. Yeah. That said, I don't think you're going to be able to come in just right off the jump like John Brandon tried to do from all accounts and establish his own culture. Yeah. I think you're going to have to adapt to what the kids want and build your culture based on who you have here. Yeah. So it's going to take some flexibility. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because the time, just think about it. As much as where where we're at, the John Rosting article, that, that guy, two two thumbs down. But um, <laughs> that was super <laughs> trash. It was trash. But anyways, I just wanted to throw a dig in there on that. I don't care. I know we're we're little guys in the in the media world, but at the end of the day, I, that was a trash article. But um, just in general, man, you have to adapt for one. And just like you said, it's not 1990. It's not 2000. It's not even 2015. It's a different different day. If you can't relate to the players, and it's not even, I think, like, the main thing is you don't have to promise them anything. You just got to say, I'm going to make you better. I think that's where you got to look at it and say, look, we're at a bigger, we're at a, a big-time program, no matter what. No matter how let's grow together. Think. Yeah, let's grow together. Because you got to be able to roll with it because the portal is a lot easier to enter than it used to be. You don't have to report 100. to anybody. You only got to report to one person, technically. It's not like you have to go to the coach. The coach has to approve it. Um, you know, the, the people in the athletic department have to approve it. You just got to go there and give them the paper. Like, you don't There's, even have to. You like, don't even have to sit out anymore. Yeah. It's like um, it's like getting a tardy pass, essentially, right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I got tardy pass. Hey, I'm here. So um, I'm not going to jab the kids. They, they have they have options. And if you're, you're getting recruited by UC, that means you have more options than just UC for the most part. Every once in a while, you're going to have a diamond in a rough that has low, lower level um, offers that you're like, hey, I think he could play at UC. But nine times out of ten, if you got a kid at UC, he probably has offers in the Big Ten. He probably well, has offers to AA, you know, ACC, you know, Big 12, et cetera, you know, Pac-12. Well, go back and look at all the guys that have entered the transfer portal that have gone to other teams. The only team that you could argue, only guy that's gone to a team that's bigger than Cincinnati, arguably, is Nicier Brooks yeah. going to Miami. Yeah. Outside of that, nobody else has left and improved their situation. Yeah, for sure. To this point. Yeah, for sure. Because you can't – yeah, you're right. I mean, only thing, I guess, Gabe went to a bigger conference. But that's it. But, I mean, Utah isn't better than UC. I mean, but the Pac-12 is – I mean – Pac-12 is better than AAC. I can't argue that. That before this tournament, I would have been able to stay. No, probably, but I was forget about Gabe because I never saw him play a minute for Cincinnati. So uh. I know he, he only play like like legit like four minutes with us or something like that. It's like three minutes or something like that. That's something like crazy. It was low, but but he's the only he's the only one though. But I give him his props for being able to go to a P5. You know, after the fact, only playing what two games. That's, that's respect, but it's like you said, Nazir Brooks is the only one that really, you know, went up, you know, far status per se. So we'll see, man. Um, it's just wow. I mean, the whole thing, 
I'm happy that they got closure. That's the main thing for me. Correct. It just took a while. And then you could see like that portal is jumping right now. And we can't, you know, it's like kids that have candy, but the parents, unless you play with the candy, you know, I guess you eat the candy per se. That's how I feel like as a fan, it's like we got all this, all this candies out here, but we got to make sure because our braces are new. We can't, we can't chew on it. You know what I'm saying? Sounds, sounds like something you've been going through with Easter. Eh, I've been cool, actually. The kids may be a different thing. <laughs> actually, been doing good. Shocking. But <laughs> shockingly, man. So, okay, let's get into we lost our one recruit from the 2021 class, Bryson Spell. Hardly knew you. <laughs> That's true, man. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So, like, you have no emotional attachment because it's like he was there for like, what, two weeks? And it was man, like, you've seen you've seen me in in the in our our group chat, yeah. man. I mean, dude didn't even know how to spell Cincinnati the first time around. Come on, that's true, man. We'll that's see you true. later. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I won't. <laughs> that's true. He didn't. He didn't, <laughs> man. So like, I'm like, hey, it is what it is. I mean, because it was just to to me. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna talk bad about any kids or anything. It was just like. It was only thing it was like, dang, all this stuff's going on and he got to commit. Like, that was crazy. So that's only, that was a little wild. That was amazing. I was like, dang, this stuff is going like it's a whirlwind going on in UC right now. And he got to commit. That's interesting. Like, I was like surprised. Like, like, dang. All right, John, you out here still working. <laughs> you still working. It's like, dang, he's out on a dotted line. Either him oh. or G. Yeah, one of them. Yep. Somebody was working. Yep. But that was shocking. So I, I just think, you know, just like you said, man, we didn't know him. So I wonder where he'll land, man. Best of luck to him, you know. But uh it's just interesting. It's kind of with still waiting for his ranking. Yeah. <laughs> it would have helped him if he stayed here, right? You know, don't they get like an extra two four seven love at you see for you see a little bit? Just still little waiting bit? for his ranking. Just for a little bit. He needed uh, to be there for like a month. <laughs> I need to hold him up, man. I mean, him being here or leaving didn't hurt our uh, our ranking for uh, our, did, our, did, our, did. our class ranking. It didn't. <laughs> did. All right. So to piggyback off that, as bad as everybody was pissed off about him not having any recruits, mm-hmm. is turning out to be kind of like a blessing in disguise. I agree. For us right now. And it I was mean, like, if six months ago, three months ago, you tell me we had no one recruit or no recruits and we would well, be look here. At, look at it this way. If you, if you look at football, when we had the Savage Seven and yeah. three of the dudes from the Savage Seven, right? Yeah. And then we lost the three dudes from the Savage Seven. Yep. People were starting to freak out a little oh. bit and they're like, oh no, we lost <laughs> these guys. And Coach Luke Fickle does what Coach Luke Fickle does yeah. and still builds up the, the recruits. Man. And that's fine. You know, you can, you can, you know, people were freaking out because we had them and then we lost them. That's yeah. fine, whatever. But we didn't have any of that in the basketball portal <laughs> at all. Yeah, no. so we didn't, we didn't even have anything to really get too upset about, especially with, you know, I'm not trying to talk bad about, about Bryson Spell, but we just didn't even know really what we had in him because it was not real easy to find video on him. Yeah, you're right. And again, just not having the the ranking, I don't I don't know what that says about the kid, but he just wasn't out there like that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because I'm looking at it as a, I mean, it's good now. Like everybody was pissed off during the season, but nobody knew we were going to be here during the season, not mid season. But I mean, we're in a place where they can reset, which is a good thing. Hundred percent. 
you know, in a, I mean, they got a core that I feel like they're going to leave. It's pure Cincinnati guys. I feel like if a coach just can adapt, it's got to be the coach that can adapt, like, to those players. Even if it's not the system they want to run right now, make sure it gets the best out of the kids that are there and then bring in kids that fit. Um, it should, they, they could be okay. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see where it's like, you know, the sky isn't falling as bad as everybody thought it was. Correct. You know, I mean, they just got to make the right hire. Like, that's the key, man. Like, if right now, give me your top three. We won't even go top five. Give me a top three who you would like to see them look at, possibly interview, um, and who will be your guy. It's hard not to throw the name Archie Miller out as a first name only because everybody is right now and where yeah. there's smoke, there's fire. Oh, for uh, sure. That said, I have my question marks about him. First off, you know, with, with John Brandon's ties to Xavier and all of that, and in comparison, you have Sean Miller's ties to Xavier, you know, just family being family. Yeah. I don't know that I can't not have questions there because of okay. that. Yeah. That said, uh, the way that Archie went out at IU – um, you know, I mean, I, I just, I have some questions there. Yeah. Um, he's not my number one, my okay. number one, a and, and one B are going to be Savino and Eric Martin Okay. for a couple different reasons. They're going to cost less. So that's one big box checked right now yeah. as who knows what the university is going to have to pay out on coach John Brandon. Yeah. That said, that said, man, the, <laughs> <laughs> the Bonilla contract. <laughs> We're going to go Bonilla, man. I'm a bad go ahead. <laughs> that, that said, though, uh, Savino and, and Eric Martin have ties to the program. They've yeah. already been here before. So I, I think that you're seeing you know, some reports come out that Hugs is pushing, making calls to the university, trying to help sell Eric Martin. And I know that you have the, the pushback that he's not been an associate head coach. That doesn't mean he hasn't had responsibilities. Let's be Dude. all the way real. He's nah. been under Huggins for long enough to know the ins and outs of how Huggins runs that program. Dude, they say, not to cut you off, I'm going to let you keep doing your no, thing. No, that's fine. But they say, like, pretty much Martin, from what I've heard, sources I've heard, they say, like, he runs the practice. Like, he does the heavy lifting for Hugs now. Like, he's well, the guy. Like, in Hugs, I mean, Hugs is Hugs, of course, but they say, like, Martin is the guy that does – Pretty much more than 60% of the work right now. Between my two podcasts, I know I've mentioned this at one point or another. Um, if you think back to when Penny first started at Memphis, yep. who do you have on his bench? Mike Miller. Yep, Mike Miller. Do you well, remember at the game? Because you were front and center. I was actually courtside at the first game that they came into fifth third. Yeah. And you're right behind me at the at the media i was right behind memphis's uh bench yeah you're sitting right there in the media if you watched their bench mike miller ran that yep. team yep he did he did he did so i mean eric martin could have all the experience in the world sitting on that bench yeah i mean i haven't broken the film down or anything like that but i'm just saying like you can be not the guy but still be the guy. Yeah, exactly. 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 So like, I, I mean, honestly with those three, I'm not mad either way. Only, I'll say like with Archie, cause I'm gonna write about this. I, I, I have the itch. <laughs> like, so I have to, <laughs> I have to talk about it, but I will talk about it on the pod too. Why not? But like my thing. Okay. So the gift, I say the gift of Archie is I look at UD. Mm -hmm. You see would be like UD to me, but on steroids, yeah. Better conference, right? Yeah. Um, a little bit bigger 
Um, better conference, so you got more exposure. Um, can can recruit shows he can recruit in Ohio, right? Correct. Or knows how to recruit in Ohio per se and get quality kids here. Um, I'm going up you. He can recruit Cincinnati. Yeah, exactly. That's he did true. that at Indiana. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but Indiana, the Indiana thing makes me snake bit a little bit. But sometimes I think some coaches are made for certain jobs, and sometimes they shouldn't leave, even though the money may be better to leave. You know what I mean? And that's what I feel trainer. like. That's why I feel like where he left, like he was on pace to be like one of the, he still might be one of the greatest people that, you know, coached at UD, but mm-hmm. I think he could have had a, he, he was on pace to be a guy that was going to get a statue, like while he was living there, making yep. an elite eight. And then, you know, I'm from Dayton. It's a bat, it's a basketball city. Well, it's football too, but it's a little bit of mixture, but with no pro teams, UD went, consistently to- being a dog. I went to right state. I get it. Yep. So it's like, dude, you're right downtown. Mm-hmm. You know, UD, you know, UD Arena always sells out. So it's like, I mean, he was he was based on that. I mean, he was he was entrenched in there. So the only thing is like he went to Indiana. It's more pressure there for sure. 100 percent And then you got more donors, it's more this, more that. But then he fizzled out. So that's the only thing. I don't know. Is he one of those coaches like on, on the football side? How like they take that step and then there's never really the man anymore, you know, even if they take a step down or is he a guy that can come back down a step and still lead us to where we need to be led to. Right. If it happens. Yep. So that, if it goes that way, so that makes me, that's my pro and con on him. But then like with Eric Martin and Savino, they both have the Bearcat blood already. So they know, how to be scrappy. They probably gonna put their own twist on it, of course, but they're, they're gonna be scrappy. They're gonna be tough. You're not gonna have to worry about us getting punked anymore. They're both descendants from the Huggins tree as yeah. well. Yeah, it's like that tree that's just like spread. And then, so those three, I wouldn't be mad no matter how it goes. It's a couple others I would think. Um, give, give them a shot or give them a look, you know, but those three are kind of the hot button ones for me. And I just don't know. I don't know where it'll go, of course, but I feel like, you know, especially the people under, I mean, some people are like, hey, we don't have to go under the tree, but after going away from the tree, if there's a possibility to come back to the tree, I'm cool with that, personally. You know what I mean? It's keep, just all keep, about recruiting. Keep it in-house, yeah. I mean, yeah. Cincinnati is, especially this basketball program, they have a very tough time letting outsiders in. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So it was already tough, I mean, for JB on that end, I would think. Yep. Just like as a fan base, I would think. But if when you get all that stuff happening, it gets you, a little hairy. And you factor his whole family being Xavier fans. Yeah, that's tough, man. You got to be all in. Like, you can't like Xavier. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't, man. Like, even, like, shoot, I got, like, I see people, when, like, I'm like, man, you're, my, you're cool, but you like Xavier? Like, I don't know if I want you to come on my house. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we might be all right. You know what I'm saying? You're not getting the first invite to come over to my house if you like Xavier. So you're not inviting him to the barbecue? <laughs> no, man. No. You got to come with a nice bottle or something. You get in. Charging you a fee. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's like you got to you gotta be in with UC, man. Because it's, it's, a, it's a public school. It's just, I don't know, man. We got to get that feeling back, that tough feeling back. Well, um, I mean, think, think about it. Since we were kids, right? You've had basically two coaches, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, JB was – I know you had the, the one year in between hugs and, yeah. and Mick. 
Yeah. But <laughs> they won't get in all that mess. But, that was uh, crazy. <laughs> but I mean, essentially, Kennedy was tight. I like Kennedy. <laughs> and everybody who ever worked with him liked him too. Yeah. That, that taxi driver did not. No. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, outside of that, it's, it's pretty much since we were kids, just been yep. hugs and Mick. For sure. And there was a lot of stability within the program. And now yeah. we've, we're feeling what some other programs have felt for a long time. And we're yeah. not used to this. So, you know, we're, we've been spoiled AF. Yeah, for sure. And we didn't realize, like, you know, like when you're getting spoiled, you don't realize how much you're being spoiled. Correct. But then when you're not spoiled anymore, you're like, what the? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, what happened? Like, we got hit smack with a, with, um, with the okie doke. Yeah, smack the okie doke, two by four, and everything. <laughs> like a it's like a Looney Tunes uh cartoon, you know what I'm saying? Like episode, you know, when they do the road runner hits the dude with the uh stuff on the wall. You yes, think sir. you think you got the right of way, and it's the it's the brick wall. That was UC. <laughs> the right of way. Because everything's going great. You look at the other side of the of the coin, football, you got Fickle, who's damn near about to get a statue any day, right? He's, and then you I, got, mean, I think Cincinnati's ready to sign him to a lifetime contract. Dude. Like Calipari. Yeah. <laughs> he dude, won't take it, but some, he wouldn't take it at all. <laughs> It'd be the, the buyout on that would be so crazy. Like Ooh. if he did one, even if he did extend his next extension, his buyout would be freaking ridiculous. Like his next extension, if, don't let him get to a college football playoff in his next extension. His buyout is gonna be ridiculous. Like I hope the, I hope the donors are ready for his next extension. Hope they are too, man. Make make some noise for the donors. <laughs> Get them together. Get keep that man happy. Keep him in Cincinnati, please. <laughs> please. I don't care if you got to pay him under the table. Give him something. But uh, <laughs> nice car, something, something. Make make his family feel welcome and wanted. Um. But uh. But yeah, you got that side of the fence of the coin. Everything's great. You lose somebody like Marcus Freeman, who's a huge loss. But Fickle has his his grassroots are in this area so great you bring somebody like a mike you know mike trestle who's recruiting the same kids that we've been getting like just look about just think about if you go about half probably more than half of the kids especially the kids in this area they had a michigan state offer pretty much yeah you know what i'm saying so like it's a lot of kids that are on the team right now that was down at uc michigan state and maybe somebody else so it's like he's already familiar with these kids so it's like like how like how how, do, how are you able to do your homework that good to be able to, you know, who knows if he's going to do as good as Freeman on the field, whatever, but the talent's there and you just hire somebody like, Hey, it's almost like, all right, you give, you gave Marcus, Marcus his wings and you're like, all right, come on, let's come, come on, trust us. Let's do our thing. Like there's so much stability, even with a new person. I never seen that. Like it's weird. And then on the other side, it's not like the, it's not a, it's not all is over, you know, especially now that he's gone. It's not over like how, you know, the, the Rothstein article said, like, we're in the worst place ever. No, like, UC's brand is still legit. You know what I mean? It's just that it took a, took a hit because the coach oh, didn't do what he did. So, but it's, it's not like just you can to hear somebody quick. like, yep. You can rebuild quick. Yeah, we can rebuild super fast. And just think about the portal being open as it is. They get the right coach. That's all. Like, I'm going to keep preaching that. The right coach, you see, will be back in – they might be back next year. I mean, and if you, if you go back to those three names that you mentioned, Archie, 
Savino, and Eric Martin, all three of them are known to be excellent recruiters. Yeah. So you you you're in it's like you're playing and he's playing with house money because they have so many scholarships to offer. Correct. So just think about it. So like if you got a you cast your net wide, you land. I mean, of course, if you got six scholarships to offer, you probably have 12 to 20 kids that you're thinking about trying to get those six to, right? Normally, maybe more, but and just wait for that second wave. That second wave would be nice. You're right, man. That second wave is serious. So we'll see, man. How fast would you like to see the UC administrative department, a.k.a. John Cunningham, handle this uh, interview process and hopefully having somebody picked by a certain time? Like, How fast would you like to see a new coach saying, hey, I am the new head coach of the University of Cincinnati? Selfishly, I'd I'd like to see it happen within the week. That said, we rushed on the last hire without doing due diligence, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. They went for the easy hire right across the river, a guy who had a winning background and had made the tournament from the Horizon League on more than one occasion. Yeah. So it it made sense on paper. It it was a bit maybe uh, knee-jerk. Yeah. Without doing your your nationwide search as – Cunningham has said he wants to do this go round. Yeah. So that said, I think you need to look into the guys that jump off the paper, like the three names that we just mentioned, yeah. but continue maybe a little deeper and not just make a knee jerk reaction. Cause last time you did that, well, you see where it landed us. That's true. That's true. I will hope. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's, he's probably searching right now as we, you know, rap on this podcast. Um, It'd be a mess if he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Hopefully he has, I don't know if he's a drinker or not, but hopefully he has him a drink and he's just Googling or doing whatever he needs to do away, searching away. Do work. Do the work, man. Got to do the homework. Well, I would hope that he's not even the one looking. He's just bringing people in and interviewing them day after day after day after day. And somebody else is being like, hey, I got these names. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Sell me on why. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get them in here. He's either like tossing them over his shoulder like, no, I don't like that name. Uh, I like that name. Yep. Put them in a the pile. Like that's yep. that's all weekend. You should be doing that for sure. Because there's a few others that I feel like could possibly help, but it just depends on if it meets their criteria. You know what I mean? So it's just like, what are they looking for? Are they looking for more? Definitely looking for stability. I mean, this is like this hire is going to probably make or break. China it's very fans. important. You can't strike out again. No, not two in a row. Absolutely not. Not two in a row. And he didn't hire JB too. So that. That might have been on that might have, you know, led to how ugly it felt like this this situation too. Mm-hmm. Do you think that made a you know had something to do with it? Uh, you know, no, he's like 50-50 on that. Bone bone's an easy scapegoat on this. Yeah. Easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause hindsight 2020, man. We we missed, we definitely missed. I mean, I, I was on I thought it was a good hire at the time, but obviously likewise, you know. You know, so I'm not going to lie. I'll be on record on that. I definitely was with the hire. It was definitely hindsight 2020. It was lazy. I even said it was a lazy hire per se on the research that I've heard on it. You know, interviews. I don't even think it was like one, the only one, right? Was it just like, hey, we got John and I would think I would would think with it being a a statewide search like that, you probably have to hire or at least interview. I'm sorry. uh, You have to interview at least three candidates. Yeah. Um, Because anytime they put something out for uh, as, as a state funded school, anytime they put something out for bid, they have to get at least three companies 
to work okay. on that bid for you. Yeah. So I would think that you'd have to at least do the same thing in a big hire like this. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I feel like that one was super fast. I feel like that was the only name that came up literally before it happened. No and matter maybe, what, like maybe they had some people in there just to to fill gaps because we all know how people like to cheat the system too. That's so. true. That's true. Just shake shake hands, practice the interview skills. <laughs> like, come on in. I believe Savino uh, went for the interview process last time. You did okay. I, I think okay. I did hear Chad say that on the radio uh, okay. the other day. But all right, cool. I could be off. I don't know. All right, that's cool. That's fair. So they see he'll be. He's been through the process before. If that's the case. Yeah, that's good. So he knows what he's expecting to do. Correct. That's positive. So you see all the the players that play with Savino that are, you know that are that have Gary Clark. Yeah, Gary that's Clark huge. Getting loud. That's huge. Mm-hmm. You know, Gary only speaks you know during the X, you know during X games. I didn't even X. know he spoke. Yeah, <laughs> nah. Gary's a good dude, man. I don't <laughs> doubt that. I just I don't. He's very careful he, with his words. Yeah, I give you that. I give you that. But dudes like. Like you ever like have a conversation with him? Like he's like a real like thoughtful dude. You know, like sometimes people will, like say this person is this, and then there's like you meet him, you're like, man, this was BS. Like, everything <laughs> you hear about Gary Clark, dude, like Gary Clark is like everything you expect. Like you know what I mean? Like just real nice, real personable. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's weird, man. I know I don't want to sound like a weirdo on that, but just like talking to him, you'd be like, dang, I see why everybody likes Gary Clark. You know what I'm saying? Like just deep good, and insightful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just a real like real nice, humble dude. Like, dude, you know, you're the man. Like, you don't have to, you could blow us off if you want to. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But but yeah, man, him getting loud. And then, you know, we got the the older OGs going, Eric Martin. But I, I do like, I think. They have to go no matter what, whoever gets hired. I said this yesterday on one of my rants. They have to get keep a Bearcat on the bench. I agree. I think I think John Brandon's biggest mistake was not getting one of the one of the eligible Bearcats that could be a part of his um, staff and not getting them on his staff. That was one of the biggest mistakes. Like that was almost no. Now I think that was almost like the death penalty for himself not getting somebody a part of this culture mm-hmm. you know so i think whoever they hire has to get somebody that has the bearcat background even if the person has roots even if it is savino or martin they have to get somebody like a you know a james white or Demar johnson you know because i know those two just personally that they both done the homework to be able to do to be at on least the get, staff. at least to get an assistant spot i would think yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I know like James, like I'm talking to people that's close to James, and he said he's done like all the same like training, you know, like the like he's, he's been doing it like, the last seven years, like the coaching training and stuff like yep. that. So like somebody like that, it'd be huge because he's played so they both played a lot of basketball, played in the NBA. Um high level, for sure. high level, their names hold weight. And I mean that I think that's just a help in recruiting and then their knowledge just to be able to play. Even if they're, I mean, who knows? Maybe they're good enough to be a head coach down the road. But just to have them on that bench and them yep. to be like, you know, bleed black and red, Make I a think it'll mean, a, sure. yeah, it'll mean a lot. So whoever they hire has to go, go definitely OG Bearcat on the bench. And they don't have to just do it just because, I mean, they don't have to just pick a random person, but they have some people I think that are better enough that can That's make that or let you hire. That's all going to help bring the OGs back to practice and stuff too. So yeah, they got to get that back, man. This yep. this year sucked because I mean, can't blame that. I mean, 
COVID, COVID. you probably couldn't yep. do much. But this year coming up, man, even if they're masked up, I don't care if they got to come in in bubble suits. They got to have them. <laughs> they got to have them on <laughs> campus, man. They need them OGs back, man. Because because it, it's it's so important. And a person has to be a people person because they got to be able to relate to these young men because they have options, man. This is a new day. Like, I, I can't harp on this enough. These young men have to feel respected at a certain level. They got to be heard. And it's not always going to be perfect for them. They got to know that too. But if the coach is coming at you with love or with at least real, like just come at you real, I think you can respect it more. And if the kid runs away from that, that's on them. That's it. You know what I'm saying? But you got to be coachable, of course. But if you can, if the coach is coming with real facts or real stuff to help you, at the end of the day, it's going to help you no matter what. You either like it or not like it. But you still got to be able to pat them on the back sometimes. Like, you can't jab them all the time. Like, you know, if I'm punching you in the face all the time, but I say I still like you, but I never like, hey, man, give some ice sometimes. Like, <laughs> like, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, after I hear while, you. you know what I'm saying? Like, because you're going, like, you're going, I'm going to punch you in the face. I'm the coach, right? It's not mm-hmm. always going to be butterflies and candy once you you know what i'm saying you get there like it's gonna be hey i need you to run that damn suicide or if you don't want to practice get out of my practice but at the same time and i'm doing right i need somebody to hey good practice keep keep bringing it this way that's why that's why that's why i'm hard on you like this because i know you can do this that all goes that all goes back to you know you got kids saying that there was one coach that didn't even talk to him yeah i mean they they saw john brandon waiting for an elevator and they were waiting around the corner not trying to go yeah, on the same elevator with John Brandon. You know what I mean? Like, like it shouldn't be like there that. was clearly a disconnect. Yeah. What it should be is I mean, you saw that video of, of Coach Luke Fickle calling all the boys on the uh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't <laughs> yeah. I'm, I can't talk right now. I'm yeah, okay. yeah. You would never see John Brandon doing something like that. No, not no. by any account of what we heard. No, no, for you sure. Gotta, you gotta have a guy that's gonna dap it up. So yeah, that's it, man. So I think that's it, man. I know we got the ramble for a little bit. And hopefully everybody in Bearcat Nation enjoyed this. But Aaron, let everybody know where they can find your work, where you're at on social media, everything. Well, you can find me at ACSmith37 on the Twitter. And then you can find (laughs) me on uh, BearcatJournal.com. Right now there is a 50% off uh, promotion going on uh, for an annual subscription. And you can also find me on Pardon the Punctuation on YouTube, on Facebook, on uh, Twitter, all over the place there, too. So Nice. So hit up Aaron, man. Good dude. Check out Bearcat Journal. Hit up Pardon the Punctuation. Good people on both sides of the fence, man. Bear, media week, the media people, we, can, we all get along for the most part. So <laughs> hard. <laughs> so for the most part. For the most part. You know what I'm saying? For the most part. I can't see for everybody. You know, I'm kind of in the middle, so but like it's good people at BCJ. But Ch- Chad's my guy, man. So I want to give him a shout out <laughs> just because I, I'm still too new to have beef with anybody. So <laughs> yeah, I don't have any beef with anybody. I'm good, man. <laughs> I got try to get thrown into somebody almost threw me into some beef last time. I want that my beef. <laughs> that was my beef, man. I say enough crazy stuff to uh, have to worry about somebody else. <laughs> so that's it, man. But uh yeah, to make sure you guys check out Aaron. Make sure y'all hit up, you know, the TFON podcast. 